check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Thursday, February 14th, 2019. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis. Get Pro Taper. 702-586-7857. We'll take your calls. Good times. Minneapolis Supercross in the rearview mirror. Dallas Supercross coming up ahead. And uh, plenty to talk about when it comes to uh, the series right now. It's it's good. That's that's basically it. It's really good. So uh, really looking forward to uh, giving away a fly racing podium stand today on the show. 702-586-7857. Few lines open. Also to uh, get... Pro Taper Maxis, flyracing.com, formula helmet out now, uh, really the pinnacle of helmet design for the guys at Fly. They've tried to create uh, the best helmet for all conditions and all crashes, and they've done a great job of it, and it's lightweight, and it fits really well, and I love it. It's absolutely great. Uh, so flyracing.com, formula helmet, please check that out, and Zach Osborne will be back this weekend uh, for Dallas, and uh, it should be interesting to see how Zacho can do. I'm excited. Add another guy to the mix, right? Zacho wears fly racing. Um, also, ProTaper, ProTaper.com, Geico, Honda, JGR, Suzuki, uh, Rockstar Husky Worldwide use and depend on ProTaper products, whether it's the bars, whether it's uh, crossbarless bars, 7-8 bar, the fusion bar that can be uh, twisted either way to uh, provide you with uh, the feel of a crossbarless bar, but yet have a crossbar in front of you. Uh, ProTaper.com, please check them out on the web. They got great stuff, chains as well. Uh, foot pegs and uh, something really cool from them coming in terms of a starting device soon. Get, get. Uh, Justin Barca, Aaron Plessinger using get on their YZ450s. Get has won a ton of world championships over in Europe. And uh, two stroke and four stroke ECUs. Grab the whole shot, hook it up with get. Uh, and uh, if you want something, a deal on something from get. And they also have Athena, which is a. Uh, uh, top end kits and gaskets and big boards and things like that. Email the show and uh, it'll be uh, fantastic to uh, pass that on to the folks at Athena and get, and they will dial you in. Maxis tires, MXSTs, raced right now by a man who got in the main event in Minneapolis. AJ Cantanzaro running MXST tires, developed by the king. Jeremy McGrath, we're going to get MC on either this show or maybe the Steve Mathis show coming up real soon to talk a little bit about Max's tires and also, hey, it's Jeremy McGrath, so he'll talk about anything he wants, damn it. Um, so, looking forward to having a great show, 702-586-7857. Uh, Jason Thomas, Michael Antonovich coming up today and uh, over in the corner there, fresh off a snowmobiling accident, the Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hey, Steve. How's the ribs, bro? They've been better. Been better? Yeah, been better. <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, I just was getting a little overconfident, ran out of skill, however you want to do it. It was just side-heeling across, and the bottom end kind of 
bucked out and I fell right on the on my ribs, right on the the running board, foot pegs, not pegs, but you know what I'm saying. I don't know, have you ever seen a snowboard before? What? I don't know. What do you say? I'm. <laughs> No, what are you no, trying to say I, right I don't now? Know. I, don't worry about Did it. Did you hit your head also or just uh, the ribs? I got the- <laughs> Like, are you all right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Remains to be seen. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Hashtag but- pray for tits. Yeah, Apparently, pray, tits pray has also me. suffered a, a head injury as well. Uh, he doesn't seem to be able to make a sentence <laughs> correct or anything. So, uh, yeah. Uh, pray for tits. 702-586-7857. Um, let's get JT on the line if we can't. Uh, we're working on getting few people to be able to listen live, by the way. So just uh, stay tuned on that. Jason Thomas, Michael Antonovich coming up. A- interesting to talk to Anton. He is, uh, of course, doing the uh, Swap Moto Live now. The trans world is gone. So we'll talk to him, and uh, we'll see how he's doing and how that's going and everything else. So Osborne's in. Uh, Justin Hill is back in this, this weekend. Uh, Ryan Brees is in also. Um, who else? Uh, oh, Chris Blose. And uh, champion are all in 450, so that uh, that makes things exciting. It especially makes things exciting for uh, Pulp Max Fantasy as well. So, lots to talk about when it comes to uh, Dallas. And de- generally speaking, Dallas is a really good stop in the series. Weather is good. Pits are full of people, and uh, yeah, we have a good time at Dallas. Uh, stadium's awesome. Track should be good. Um, yeah, all right. To talk about that and much more from Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Just packing for said Arlington Supercross, as you were talking about. Hey, uh, Dallas is a good round. Dallas is a, is a fun round. I don't like the drive from the airport to the stadium. It wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be me it's if like I didn't complain minutes. about something. Uh, it's too far. The most. No, it's too far. The stadium, Minneapolis was further. Not for me. I was downtown. No, from the, from the airport. Yeah. All right, listen. It's the only plane I have, all right? Leave me alone. Um, Sad. It's a good race, though, right? It is really good. Uh, we've seen some inclement weather here. We, you know, yeah. there's been some really nasty uh, rain and cold in past years, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna get some nice weather this weekend. So I'm thankful for that. Oh, I have, have you checked? The weather is supposed oh, yeah. to be supposed yeah, to be okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. The high today right. is like 76. The high tomorrow is like 74, 72. Okay. It's a little colder tomorrow or on Saturday, maybe like 60s. But I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did we have last weekend? It wasn't good. Yeah. I mean, so. as long as you have a decent weather time during the afternoon on Saturday, you're pretty good. So we will be doing a, a live podcast show uh, from the Fly Racing Hospitality Rig at 5 o'clock in Dallas. So come on by. Do, do we know who yep. we're going to have for a guest yet or no? Uh, I want to get maybe Zacho if we can pull it off. I don't know. We're, we're working on some options. but We can't. Um, I think no, Zacco. let's not bother Zacho first race and everything, you know? Well, I said maybe. Yeah. I don't know. All right. We'll um, so that's a big news for this weekend. Uh, there's lots to talk about, but Zacho making his ret- making his comeback or making his return is his his first race ever 450 class. That's it. Um, I think. Look, I, I was all over the Zacho bandwagon. You were first, but you hadn't seen him. But you heard good. You things. Shouted me down. We shouted you down. Then I saw him. Now I joined the wagon. And then, of course, he's had these 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 injuries that have hurt hurt him a little bit. But first race back, he's in shape. He's been riding very well. I think he's six to ten all day. Maybe a start he can do a little better. But I think that's where he'll he'll settle in to start the first couple of rounds. I, I tend to agree with that. I think if he gets a whole shot, I think he's going to really surprise some people in the early laps. But the biggest thing is, I just hope that he realizes that this isn't the last race of his life, and it's you know the first. 450 race and he reacts accordingly um 
I just that's my biggest fear is that he gets a whole shot and just goes for it. Right. I, I would right. rather him get a a poorer start and just put in you know 21 minutes and and have a good race than do something crazy out front. Uh, he's interested to have him back. Justin Hill's back also. Uh, Ryan Brees, Chris Blose is riding 450s. Blose is a lock for the main, as we talked about in our Paul Mix Fantasy. I think, anyways, Blose will, Blose will be a good job by him to put it in the main event and, and do okay. I think. I agree. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I think so. He's, uh, he's a veteran. I mean, he, just because he doesn't ride 450 all the time, I mean, he's his age and his experience. He should be a full time 450 guy. Yeah, absolutely. So. Justin Hill's coming back, too, and uh, if I had the emoji right now, it would be just the guy holding his hands up. Like, I don't know. Mine would be rolling my eyes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about rolling your eyes, but okay, explain. What he, what has he given you this year that you would be satisfied with? Wow. Yeah, nothing, really. Nope. I mean, he gets paid pretty well. Yep. And we really haven't seen much. I have any, I haven't even, in my biggest problem, and I'll give you the reason that I would give you the roll your eyes emoji is that it's effort for me. It doesn't take anything other than effort to be in shape or not get tired at the end of the races. Some of the races, and you, you've made comments as well. He was rolling around at the end. Yeah. Like, yep. what are you doing? Like, that's not, not, that's not what you're paid to do. They're, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on him, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really tolerate lack of fitness. I just don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, he has a trainer. I've been meaning to text Rarick and be like, what are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> and maybe he is in shape. I, but I, right. when I watch him at the end of the races, he does not look like he's in shape. Yep. That, I guess that's what I'm going off of. So right. I, I'm assuming a lot of things, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, uh, I'll just eat that on the front end as far as I'm assuming. But I am watching pretty closely, and it doesn't look good. Well, you're in the media game, and you're you know you get paid to offer up opinions, and 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 the, you know you're, you're educated opinions. They're not just they're not plucked out of the sky. You know what I mean? They're, they're educated yeah, no, opinions. I just, from, man, yeah. I've seen him move forward too many times, and then at the end, he's just moving backwards for no other reason than he just looks tired. Yeah, um, uh, we we've all seen that too yep. too often to misdiagnose it. Uh, all right, uh, so my title pick is still Tomac, and yours is Marv, but there is a good chance that Cooper Webb wins this thing. Like, seriously, three wins, then everyone else has got one. He looks like the complete package. We got the we know the Alden Baker program. We've all talked about that. So, you know, Alden will also help him manage this and work this, and, and Roger DeCosta and Ian Harris. Like, like, everything can point to Webb winning the Supercross title, which would be fucking amazing. It can, yeah. I and I'm not sold on Marv. I'm still I picked Eli to start the series, so I'm I'm waffling more than ever. Um, but I I don't know I don't know why I haven't just fully jumped in on the <laughs> on the web thing. But I, right. I still haven't yet for some reason. Yeah. probably to my own detriment. But I'm still kind of wavering. As solid as he's looked, I'm still kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop for some reason. It probably I, I, won't. I, I'm I just, with you. I just have I, weird feeling. I don't know about a shoe to drop as far as like. Like I think he's legit. Like I think the rest of the season he's legit. He's battling for podiums and wins and and all of that. But yep. I I uh, so I don't think the shoe is going to drop per se. Where he all of a sudden, you know, becomes like a um, um, a pumpkin, the carriage right. to the pumpkin or the the, yep. the princess to the pumpkin. I don't know. Whatever the hell that thing is. Um, but 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 yeah. But I have a hard time saying he's going to win this title. But but I mean, if you look at the facts right now, he he easily can. And, and so. I know. I guess I just keep waiting on the usual suspects to get on a run here. Yep. And I mean, kudos to Webb. He's taken he's taken advantage of everybody else being. I don't want to say lackadaisical because obviously they're they're trying really hard, but no one's really taking the reins. You know, and 
I feel like Roxon has had a lot of opportunities to be that guy, and he's just kind of let a, he's let some opportunities slip through his fingers. Uh, Marv started the series hurt, so he definitely has an excuse, and we've seen him get better and better and better. So you wonder how much higher of a ceiling he has. Is he going to continue? And then by mm-hmm. the end of the series, he's he's winning again pretty easily. I, I don't know that. And then Tomac, uh, he you know he finally admitted he had some injuries too, but. I think even more than the injuries, the starts are are ruining any chance he has. You know, mm-hmm. whether he can win running away, uh, I think that's a week to week thing. But if he starts fifteenth, I can guarantee you that those guys up front, you know, they're gonna at least put enough time into him where he can't get to him. Hey, somebody that I've been and Roxon's gonna get a win here shortly, and and of course all those guys. I that, picked him this weekend. Oh, you did. I, I, was yeah, there a reason no, why, or was there something that happened? Or? Um, I think this track suits his riding style, throttle control wise. Uh, he's just really easy on the throttle. And you could say the same for Marv, but I like his starts. I like how consistent he's been. And I think, I just think he's due. And on this track, it seems really likely. 702-586-7857. We're going to give away a fly racing podium stand. Is that the stand that I have? Uh, you have the work, the pro works one. Oh, okay. All right. So the, what's you the... have, there's, there's two of them. There's a podium one. That's a little bit more budget minded. Yep. And then there's the pro, um, that the works one that you have that has uh, the fold out works, um, trays on it. We got to give away the works one, one of these days. Cause it's got the trays that fold out you put your bolts yep. there and tools there. It's fantastic. But Pretty we're awesome. giving away, but we're not giving away that one today. Well, so. they're, they're both have their uses and you know, it's, there's a pretty significant price jump. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Hey, so Barsha, Justin Barsha, winning the opener uh, last year, came out balls on fire, looked great, got hurt. This year wins the opener. Kind of still waiting a little bit. Like, I don't, uh, you know, I mean, when he won the opener, we're like, oh, he's good in the mud, but it wasn't really muddy. They're still jumping everything. It wasn't It wasn't San Diego. Um, and I'm just waiting. I don't know. Where's his start spin, I guess? Yeah, you know, he obviously had a huge get off there at A2, which has to have an effect on him. Um, but the biggest thing I wrote even this, this morning was that he just doesn't seem to have the same fire right now. And it doesn't matter whether it's in time qualifying or in a heat race or in the main event or, you know, anytime he's on the motorcycle right now, he just seems like he's kind of going through the motions. And I don't know if that's because of an injury or who knows what, right? There's always nagging stuff going on with these riders mentally and physically, uh, but I just haven't seen the same guy that we saw at the very beginning of the series. And, and keep in mind, we're only on round seven, so it hasn't been very long. But it just doesn't seem like it's the same level of intensity that we saw early. Any idea why? No. I, well, I do think the injury thing for sure, it, you know, it's, I don't think it's crippling, but I just think it takes a little bit of the edge off of the weekend. Like you don't mm-hmm. go in 100% just like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. I just think your your emphasis shifts a little bit towards trying to maintain and get through the weekend with a good finish versus, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go win. Like I won the opener. I'm, you know, I'm a podium guy. I should be up front. I just think it changes your outlook a little bit and he just doesn't have the same fire. Hopefully that'll turn around, but I think that's what he's been dealing with the last couple of weeks anyway. All right. Let's get to Jimmy on four. Jimmy, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the fly race and moto 60 show. You want to talk about Joey Savacci? Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to the Minneapolis review, uh, the other day and, uh, and, to his credit, yes, Joey looked great. He ran up front. He looked strong. Um, but you guys also pointed out he had a couple, you know, things happen, bad races, missed one, that sort of thing. Uh, but there was a lot of, of uh, you know, positive feedback that Joey is going to be one of the guys 
yeah. in the near future, possibly. Uh, but couldn't you also argue that within the six rounds that we've had so far, that kind of mirrors how his 250 career went, where he had these flashes of brilliance where he would just go on runs, or and then there'd just be like little inexplicable mistakes, or you know, college games or whatever. But could it be a little too early to to jump on that wagon? Well. Mm, I don't know if we're jumping on the wagon, but we're saying six rounds down, six rounds in, he's been the most impressive rookie. Uh, Hill, okay. you know, and, and so right now, but but I mean, his bike broke when he was in third or maybe second in Oakland, um, and this weekend he led laps, and I don't think getting a little bit winded and getting fourth is anything that should be a negative. Um, oh, no, not You know, all. so right now, um, as a rookie, I think it's been good, and I think he's been the best guy. So I don't know if I'm jumping on the bandwagon, JT, but I'm impressed. Yeah, it's gone much better than I think we expected, and that's really the greater point is that he had he's had a rough go on the 250 recently. You know, the even though he was close to winning the championship, the the move by Osborne to Vegas and and the inconsistency outdoors um, really puzzling rides outdoors more than anything, honestly. Uh, he didn't finish off 20, 2018 very well. So I think there were a lot of people scratching their heads, you know, when he got the the 450 spot, and Josh Grant was obviously one of those, and he made that pretty public. Um, but I think he's delivered. I, I think he's absolutely proven the Cowie guys right up until this point. You know, okay, yeah, A1 wasn't good in the mud. But other than that, he's been pretty solid, and, and he probably would argue with this um, – assignment but he's the he's the number two guy at Cowie you know Eli's the number one guy and that's who they're chasing a championship with but he's doing exactly what the number two guy is asked to do get results right. get the bike on TV and and perform to a reasonable level and I think when when you consider that he's doing exactly what they asked for yeah I think I think I mean I think it's been good Jimmy so okay we'll, we'll see I mean we'll see where it goes I if Look what I, he's up against. You know, I, Osborne's right, hurt. Yeah. Plessinger really hasn't been at the front at all. Mm. I mean, he's been okay. Don't get me wrong. Plessinger hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been at the front. Yeah. And then, and then, then Hill hasn't done anything. Yeah. So <laughs> when you compare, he's done a really good job of the four rookies that we really have to, you know, to, yeah. to line up and, and judge against. To qualify fastest is cool. That's a really, really cool no doubt, thing. Right. Like, yeah. Like, in, in other sports, that's a huge deal. Get, yeah. Qualifying on pole is a huge deal. Yeah. What's that, Jimmy? Has he gotten a heat race one? Yes, he had a heat race win, right? Okay. Yeah, I think in Oakland? Yeah, in Oakland? so, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's doing good, but at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like there's always that little something that bites him. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe we'll yeah, see. and I don't maybe disagree. Maybe I'm just waiting for that, and I'm just doubting. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't. I, I'm with, I'm with, um, uh, I'm, I'm with you a little bit. Like, there, there is something that always has happened to him, so. You know what I wonder with some of these guys, and the 250 class is, is similar to the 125 class in this aspect, is that you really have to override the bikes to go fast. And when you watch guys like Cincerillo and Marty and Savachi, and there's been a lot of guys that fall into this category where they, they make mistakes, but I think it's, it's a side effect of having to push so hard and push the envelope all the time. Uh, and they just make these little dumb mistakes. But then when you get them on a 450, they have the power to not – you don't have to push so hard. You know, you watch Roxon ride, and he doesn't look like he's trying at all, but he's going really fast, and that's just what the bike allows you to do and how you can ride it. So you wonder sometimes if, if the 250 was just not working with Joey as far as long-term and, and making mistakes. Like, obviously, he was really fast, but 
you just wonder if now that he's on a 450 and he doesn't have to wring every ounce of power out of the motorcycle, that some of those mistakes are are kind of falling by the wayside. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, Appreciate it. Margin of error. Thanks, man. So, yeah. Appreciate right, it. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Shad, what's going on, man? You got a question about swap? Yeah, yeah. I had a, a, a couple comments and a question and like a little rant with it all. All right, go ahead. Yeah, hey, that dude's cool. Like the big Lebowski of moto, man. And uh, <laughs> you, you need to find a way to like integrate him into your show because he was cool as hell. And then I can see why Dungey's mad at him because if you, you know you, you, you ain't like that, it would piss you off that everyone would think that. And how come he didn't call out the dude on Jeremy McGrath that that screwed him over? What do you mean call? I want to know who it is, huh? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. I don't, I, yeah, who knows why he didn't? I don't know. I don't really know the story. You know what that. I mean? I yeah. mean that's a big deal, man. I mean, you know, if it wasn't his fault, he shouldn't get blamed for it, right? Yeah, right. I mean it's also twenty years ago though, too. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think and I think like. Um, the guy that I think he's thinking of is friends with Jeremy, and if he dropped his name, then he's already uh, he's already repaired this relationship with Jeremy. And what if it went south again? Like you know, it's just not worth it. Who cares? They're they're all good. You know what I mean? So, right on. but no, he's a good dude. I'm, I hopefully he works out. Yeah, for Don. I yeah, thought so. I thought he was cool as hell to listen to him. He's just he's real, you know, kind of like mellow and not in a hurry, but just cool as hell. And, and well, you know, search search his name on the the Steve Mathis Classics well, podcasts. Cause I did a uh-huh. I did a one on one with him uh, five six years ago, um, uh-huh. and just l- search for his name and it'll be on there and you can listen to his story. It's it got more into cool. detail. So all right, man. Yeah, yeah. Cause I never heard of the guy and then I heard that you know right. last Monday and and now it's like yeah that's yeah. cool. Yeah, search his name and you listen to that podcast. It's like an hour long and we get into how he got into the industry and all of that. So okay, all right. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Jonathan, what's up? You want to talk some Cooper Webb? Yes, sir. I had a couple things. Uh, Cooper Webb thinks his girlfriend and Jesus and everybody on the podium. He used to thank Gary Swanepoel all the time for his help, and now he's never thanking Alden Baker. I was just wondering your thoughts on that. I didn't know this, JT. Thoughts on Webb not thanking? Uh, I don't We're know. We're doing some I, heavy dissecting a, here. Yeah, you are. You are. The paycheck is a thank you enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Who knows? You know what I mean? I'm sure it's all good. You know, like Coop. Coop. I don't know if he had to go there. They kind of said you need to go there. He maybe could have fought it and stayed with Swanepoel and, and riding his own, but I think he wanted a fresh break on everything, you know? So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to add to that. I, I have no idea. This is true, in my opinion, with no insight. But, man, these guys – Alden's not doing this for charity. These guys pay a lot of money for his services. So, yeah, <laughs> I could I could understand. Like, that, that time up there is to – they have very strict instructions on who they're supposed to thank. I think the girlfriend and, you know, thanking Jesus or God or whatever is, is allowed. But, man, those guys are – they have a very thorough and run-through of who they need to thank. So if if someone that's on the payroll probably is not at the highest of priorities, all the people that are paying them crazy amounts of money and the team crazy amounts of money, yeah. those guys get priority. So. I don't know. I, I could just see him being like, dude, we pay this guy a lot of money. I don't have to thank him on the podium <laughs> well, or whatever. The craziest thing I heard, JT, is uh, these be- trainers and agents are getting bonuses for heat race wins and main event wins. Like, they're getting bonused out for the ride. I'm just yep. like, that's – I would never agree to that if, if I was a rider. Yeah, that like, absolutely happens. Yeah, and I just, I would just be like, no, I'm not doing that. That's a bonus for me. I earned that. You know, you you set my deal up and you earned that money because you set the deal up and you you negotiated it, but I'm not giving you a bonus off a bonus that I get. Like I'm The just only way I would ever agree to that as a rider 
is if I got my contract and I or I let's say most of these guys know what contracts look like from other teams. Right. I've seen contracts like and I'm not even a rider anymore. If you if my agent went in and said, "Okay, that's the standard contract," then negotiated it up from there, then maybe I would bonus him accordingly. Right. But if right. it's just a standard contract that they would have handed me whether I had an agent or yep. my mom did it, yep. then no way. Yeah. Not a chance. Insane. Uh thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Hey, one more thing real quick. Uh, JT just bought a Harley-Davidson for better or worse and uh, interested in a fly helmet for that. Looking at the yeah. tourist helmet right now, 110 bucks, a little bit cheap. Yep. My brain's worth a little bit more. Just looking for a recommendation. Yeah, depending on what you and, want. And I'm so, sorry, uh, one more thing. I was just wondering, are you guys going to make a, a street helmet with the formula technology anytime soon? Uh, it's being talked about. So basically okay. – you can you can imagine when once we have this technology dialed in, every application will be considered. Um, so sure. it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, on the Harley side, we have uh, two different brands because we have a division called Hard Drive, which is our Harley division for WPS, and okay. we have Fly Street and we have Highway 21, which are both um, you know metric and B twin oriented for for street. Uh, so I would I would suggest going on to both of those websites and checking it out. Um, we have a bunch of different things: uh, 38 millimeter helmet, a 357 millimeter helmet, um, and then there's all the whole Highway 21 line of apparel as well. So there, there's a bunch of different options there, which I don't get super involved with every day, but it's it's going on, you know, right down the hallway. Sweet. Well, I really appreciate your time, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No Thank worries. you. Right. Uh, David's on. David, what's up? You want to talk about Jordan Smith's uh, flat tire change? Yep. Hey. Uh... JT, Steve. Hey, this uh, question is for my girlfriend. She's too shy to call in. Uh, she was going to try and call in last week and went to smack his tires, but she's just scared. So she asked me to call. We were watching the race Saturday night and watched Jordan Smith change his tire, and uh, she brought up a question to me, and I don't know the answer. So I told her to call the show, and she wouldn't, so I'm calling the show. How long right. does Jordan Smith, if he can't make the gate drop, how long does he have – how long, how much time does he have to get on the racetrack and uh, – uh, he has uh, disqualified. He has a, a um, well for Supercross. I believe if he if the get, if, if they come back around, he can't go on the track. It's not going to matter anyway. He's going to be multiple laps down. Yeah, but so I'm saying like they won't even let him ride. Like yeah. like okay. uh, and the nationals. Yes, you cannot be a lap down, and they you're not allowed to. So yes, but I think theory was, but I think for Supercross, ahead. it's not even a lap down. It's like if the track, like think about if Jordan got it done and he. And the track circled back through the finish line like it did this week. I think they'd just be like, "You're done. You can't because you can't okay. jump in while the track. You know, like it's just yeah. Because yeah, gotcha. Because someone like him can come back like say ten or eight in fifteen minutes, no problem. No, it depends on when he starts. Well, not yeah. in a heat race. Yeah, not yeah. It depends on. No, 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 no. That was the main. No, it was the heat. About the main. No, that the, the flat tire was the main. The flat tire was the main. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was the heat for sure. No. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, yeah, so I think I think that's that's where we're at on that. Um, yeah, I, yeah. the Nationals, we knew it's a lap, but the Supercross with the way it zigzags back and forth, yep. we didn't know how long. No, uh, you know good, what? A, a bad rider can just go, screw it, I'm done, but a good rider can actually get salvaged something. I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you don't join it when it crosses, you're done. And then, and they, okay. You know, okay. Because they're not really it, – it could be really dangerous if, if not. So, um, okay. right, thanks for the call, man. Thanks. Hey, guys, one more question. Yep. Are you guys going to do a, a, a pulp show at Detroit or Indy? Uh, the Saturday show? Yep, your Saturday show. Um, Probably not, huh, JT? Indy, yes. Detroit, no. Oh, Indy, yes. Okay. Perfect. Indy, yes. Perfect. Well, is it a free, is it a yeah. public watch? Yeah, you just come yep. up and hang out. Yep. 
Right on. We'll see you at Indy, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. JT, it's going to be cold at Indy, man. Uh, yeah, but they're having a fan fest and a pit party. Oh, they are? Yep. I need extra money for the, for the weather. Sorry. Uh, Marshall, what's up? Hey, what's up? I got a question in regards to Pulp Fantasy. Um, with last year, Jerry Robin being kind of the fantasy killer, um, this year, at least on the West Coast, I think JT could agree that uh, it's kind of been Enzo Lopes has been a uh, fantasy uh, uh, killer for us. Um, who's it going to be bit. on the East Coast after one round? Who's been the fantasy killer on the East Coast? Who will, yeah, who's, who, who will it be? Who, 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 who will you, it be? Who, who will be? Uh, I think so far you'd have to point to Marty. <laughs> but okay. I, think lot, I think a lot of people picked him as their all-star last weekend and he he let everyone down and I think there's a big opportunity for that again this weekend because he's double points so if he fails again he's well on his way well Marshall right. to be fair to Lopes he killed it um, one of the rounds he was the top scoring guy I had him that week so one yeah one I'd round one, yeah. One, I agree with you that one out of the West Coast rounds that he's done well. Right, but. right now, I'd say that Seven Deuce Deuce has been the 450 fantasy killer. I he got me this weekend. I only picked him one time, but I think people who yeah, don't that, who don't watch him ride during the day are like, yeah, I'm going to pick Seven Deuce Deuce because you know he's a good dude and and we know he's good, but it's, it hasn't been working. So I think Seven Deuce Deuce would be the guy right now. Do you agree, JT? Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And that's someone we haven't really talked about, or uh, the 450 class. We never really. It seems like we talk about fantasy killers in the 450 class. It seems like fantasy killers get pulled up more in the 250 class. Yeah, yeah. It's just more. It's more unpredictable, right? It's more, more, yeah, yeah, more yeah. chances for chaos. Like you could be a really good rider and uh, get taken out by some dude in the 250 class who just doesn't know how to ride, get, but gets a start. There's a lot of unpredictability in 250s, so that's why things are up and down more. So I think I think uh, my picks would either be Marty, as I said, or it's possibly could be Pennington because I think he's going to qualify well every time. And if he doesn't qualify, he's just going to continue to hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I got screwed by Pennington last week too, but I didn't pick Marty. So I'll, I'll yeah, I, I, Marty I agree. I, I don't think a ton of people did, but I think people picked him for their all-star. And then this weekend could be the turning point because I think he's going to be a really high pick trend for, for Arlington. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Hey, Marshall, right, do you, uh, do you want to fly racing podium stand? Yeah, totally. Well, I'd take that in a heartbeat. All right. You got a bike for it, though? Like, you're, you're going to use it? Yeah. Don't sell it on eBay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I, no. okay. I got a 2015 Honda 450. Sweet. Stay on the line. Uh, tits will get your information. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks. Thanks. Fly racing. Oh, I hung up on him. I hung up on Marshall. Marshall, call back. Uh, all right, JT. So, I was meant to, I meant to text you this um, earlier to prepare you for this. But so, one round in 250 East. Surprises and disappointments. Um, surprise in a good way. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Justin Cooper only because I my expectations weren't super high for him. They probably should have been. Weege was Weege was all in on him. Um, I don't know why I wasn't that into it. I just he did, he had a rough go last year. He took himself out of the series at the second round. And I just, I guess more than anything, I didn't have anything to draw from. I'd never really seen him mm-hmm. ride Supercross too much. Uh, but he really impressed me. He was at the front all weekend long last last week and looked really solid doing it. So, uh, my disappointment, I mean, you know, we've talked about this multiple times this week, but it's got to be Marty. has to be. I mean, you're talking about a title contender that never really showed up. I mean, he was mm-hmm. seventh-ish in practice, you know, all day. 
heat race wasn't great. Main event was even worse. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything like what we're used to seeing from Marty. As even even on the speed side, like even if he had crashed, it wasn't that none of it lived up to the Marty standard. So um, yeah, that was a pretty big disappointment. And who do you got this weekend? Roxon and to win, I I picked Forkner again. Um, he really impressed me with how bad of a. I guess it's hard to say you have a bad day when you're the fastest qualifier, but man, he was all over the damn place. Uh, and then he just, he was perfect. Yeah. Like his, perfect heat, in the heat, his, heat, in the main. his heat in Maine couldn't have been any different from his practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, he was scary to watch in practice. Like I was like, this guy's going to hurt himself before we even get started. And then it was just like a completely different guy, the same speed, but no mistakes. Yep. He was like Iceman yep. in the, in the heat in the main. So it's hard for me to pick against him after watching that. I was uh, doing our preview, uh, I think uh, either on MX Vice or, or for Racer X, and I said, okay, so we got Marty, and we got Jordan Smith, and we got uh, Forkner. Our content- title's going to come out of those three, is what I think I was saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said Sexton and Cooper are the kids. They don't have wins or anything else. I think they both get a win, because I, I didn't know. And I think they both get a win now. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, it's hard to imagine that Forkner's just going to run away with the series without making any mistakes, especially after watching him in practice. Uh, but I will say a track like Dallas is not one where you see a ton of mistakes. Um, I think in February with the weather, it, it'll, be, it'll have some moisture in it, so mm-hmm. it won't be rock-hard Dallas or Arlington that we've seen you know, in April. Uh, and then it just doesn't get super ruddy. So you're going to see a br- pretty consistent – track where it's not going to break down and see huge mistakes. So I don't I don't think you're going to see guys all over the place or the LCQs being so crazy like they were mm-hmm. uh, in Minneapolis. I think it'll be a little bit more consistent laps from everybody. All right, man. Well, cool. Hey, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, 702-586-757. Everybody can give us a call. we still got uh, Anton coming up here. Uh, 5 o'clock, WPS Hospitality in the uh, Supercross Pits in Dallas. We will be there myself, uh, Jason Wygant, and UJT. So come on by, everybody. Appreciate it. Yeah, Anton, if you're in the green room right now. Anton's in the Hi. green room. Yeah, he is. Good to hear you. All right, All right buddy. See All right, have a good show. Okay, see ya. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Formula helmet out. Tits, can I have, as a as a guy that's um, a connoisseur of all things fly. All things fly racing, what, are, yes. what is the opinion on the Formula helmet? I know you've watched the video. I know you've looked at it. I know you've dug deep into this thing. Um, well, as it happens, I, you got, you showed me yours, the one that you had, and that was like a little pre-release thing and I was impressed with it. Um, I am in the market for a new one. I was just looking actually, and, uh, my current helmet's about three years old now, so I feel like I could reasonably justify getting a new one. So as soon as they're available, uh, for sale, I think they're doing pre-orders right now and whatnot, I will be purchasing one. Okay. All right. Uh, So my head is not working very well right now, as no. you saw at the beginning of the show. Yeah. So hopefully this will keep any future things from uh, making it worse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. Uh, Protaper.com. Also, Maxis.com. Get. Uh, please check them out uh, on the web. And these guys are supporters of the show, and we uh, ask you to support them. So MXST tires out right now from the folks at Maxis. AJ Catanzaro running them. Happy to help out, hook that deal up. And, and the cat got a main event this weekend for Maxis. First one since... Motor Triple X days, I believe. Uh, ProTaper, ProTaper.com, uh, JGR, Geico Honda, all running at Rockstar Husky Worldwide, and get 
Plessinger and Barsha depend on get. A lot of teams use the get data loggers, even if they don't have the little orange box on their front fender. So all things ECUs, all things electronics is get. Uh, all right, our next guest on the show uh, from Swap Moto Live. That sounds weird. Michael Antonovich, what's up, Anton? What's going on? Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, I guess Swap Moto Live? Yeah? That, that's yeah. where you're from? Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. So what's been the fallout since uh, Transworld folded up and, and everything else? You were in Minneapolis. Uh, Don was in on Monday. Uh, how's it all going? What's Anything new to update us? Uh, it's been going good. We are kind of getting a little bit closer and closer to announcing what we finally get to do. Uh, I'm sure everybody has seen the news of the last seven days with the now owners of the Transworld Motocross title, yeah. uh, the rights to it, and all that they've done. So... Now we just have to wait to see what they're going to do. But regardless of whatever they decide or however they go to jail or whatever happens with that, um, we're plugging along, like me, Don, a couple other guys, and, mm-hmm. and it's going great. So expect more stuff on the website. And I just want to tell you thank you and everybody else in the industry. You know, Thanks for sharing all of our stuff and supporting it and yeah. giving us a chance to speak our voice because it's been a huge, huge help. Uh, absolutely, and uh, you are going to go cover Atlanta Supercross for Pulp MX. That that'll be great. I am. Yes, I am very excited. about I need that. you to drink coffee. I need you to get ragged on. I need you to, uh, you know, say stupid things. Just fill fill in for Pulp MX as you as you. So would, yes, yeah. basically, basically a typical Sunday for myself as well, just not in cargos. Right. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So I right. uh, uh, can't wait to have Anton's coverage for Pulp MX uh, at Atlanta. All right. Um, I'm sure there are people just pissed right now too just like or like can't believe that that's going to happen but i think uh, it's great. that makes I it e- that makes it even better <laughs> i know <laughs> uh, so okay so we'll cover limegate a little bit still because there's a little bit of uh of holdover from that uh feld met with the riders on saturday morning we wrote about it and talked about it but they also met with us uh the media guys about uh, six or seven of us what'd you take away from that i, I mean i you know they they were pretty open about it. They, they've been admitting they screwed up and everything else. Um, what did you take out of that thing? I think that that was like the best PR move that they could do on Saturday at Minneapolis following the issues that happened the prior week. Um, everything that they did has been pretty good. You know, To go from examining everything on a case-by-case basis instead of just giving out $5,000 to the riders that they think won it, um, Communicating with the riders, communicating with us, felt. I mean, Prater and Jindro, two of the head guys over there, have made it pretty clear that they're trying to get away from this whole felt is this evil empire. Um, and I think things like this are the first steps for them to do it. They just need to be. Everybody needs to be transparent on what they're doing, so then that way there's no. Well, where are these you know conspiracy theories coming from that Feld's going to do this or they have they have it in for everybody or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the more that they do these kinds of things, the fact that they've now realized like, Oh my God, we really, really have to do this. Uh, I think it's going to make everything better for the sport as a whole. Uh, communication is free and communication never hurts anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, uh, it was a good thing. And yeah, if they can reach out to some riders and on a case by case basis, pay them a bit more for damages because 5,000 isn't enough in my opinion for, for a lot of these guys, you know? So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they do. And uh, the Tickle thing sounds like it's getting to a resolution here. From what I hear, he's going to be able to ride outdoors. Um, he's going to have a meeting. There's some new people in charge. Uh, Todd Gendro from Feld laid it out pretty pretty clearly that, you know, 
things are going to change on that end, which is great to know because all of us, again, like Prater was saying, uh, we all have our blinders on. I probably could have gone mm-hmm. up to Dave at some point and been like, Dave, what are we doing with this? Or texting him or whatever. But um, right. all of us are like, "What WTF, this whole situation has been so shitty for Brock and for the sport as a whole. And sounds like we're getting our resolution. And that's great. Uh, I'm not going to lie. As as big of a proponent as I was for drug testing five years ago, and I thought, you know, this is going to be it's going to be great, and it's going to legitimize a lot of things because there had always been so many questions of, well, you know, so and so is doing this, or if you work with this guy, you do this. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was fearful that we were going to find a bunch of stuff like that come out uh, over the years, just because. It, it just comes out. I mean, every professional athlete that's ever done it that makes millions and millions more than what our guys make have still gotten popped. So I'm thinking, like, yeah, it's going to happen to us. But instead, it's been the biggest clusterfuck I've ever seen, and I've lost total faith in, in the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there definitely needs to be something, but I think we can all agree uh, the way WADA has come out over the last few years with the Olympic scandals and other things that have happened. They're not the credible agency that they were sold to be as five, seven years ago. I just, uh, I mean, I guess if we have another media roundtable, the question I would ask is, why don't you guys spend some money and set up your own testing like a NASCAR program? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's not expensive. And the other way you can do that is you find, I mean, we're working with a hospital. It's a charity, however, St. Jude is classified. You, there is plenty of medical people that would come in to help support something or that have a basis in there. Yeah. You know, you got to take a drug test to work at Best Buy. You could take a drug test and get the same answers for Supercross. And they well, I don't know about that. I mean, that's... But I mean, like, you know, there are programs out there to test. I would think so, it, yes. There's an infrastructure. Right. Um, okay, so back to the races. Dallas coming up this weekend. Um, Hill, uh, Hill is back and Osborne is back. I, I think Zacho... We're talking about it with JT. I think Zach was a six to ten place guy to start, and probably mm-hmm. works his way up into being better uh, than that uh, here and there. What do you think? I mean, he has missed some time. Six to ten doesn't uh, is pretty fair, I think, especially considering how much parity there is in the class right now. Uh, there's guys that have been surprise front runners, guys that have had career revivals, guys that have fallen off a little bit. So he could fit in anywhere. Um, I think, though, it'll be strange for him to – you'll see more around the 16-minute mark of the main event, and then you'll really know like where he's going to stack up at because how much has he been riding lately? How much is his fitness? And he's never done a full 20-minute plus one-lap main event at this pace before. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, he everything could go great for Zach. He could start up running the top three for a while and then fade back to sixth, and that's still a great ride. He could start in 11th and climb to seventh, and it's all good. Um, pretty much it's a clean slate for him, and anything is a positive as long as he's on the track Yeah, after uh, missing the first six rounds. I was asking JT about an emoji for Hill, and I said mine would be just the guy with his arms up, like, I don't know. And, and JT said his would be an eye roll. <laughs> what would be your emoji for Justin Hill's season? Uh, I think it would be kind of just that one with, like, the straight mouth. <laughs> right, uh, right. That doesn't re- Not that it's, like, anything bad. I mean, he's had a couple hard slams. Um, I mean, that, that Oakland one was a big crash, and there have been some other ones. He had a pretty good get-off at Anaheim, too. Like, the dude's taken some licks this year, so I'm sure that he's feeling it. But then at the same time, Justin's always kind of aired under a little bit of, like, mystery and vagueness. And if he would just come out and say, like, hey, this is what's going on, it would kind of answer a lot of questions. But then to just kind of go silent every now and then doesn't 
give people yep. anything to work with. And I don't think even the team knows from time to time what's going on. Yeah, but I, I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I, I just I feel like it's a contract year for him, and he's got his 450 Supercross, and I just I'm, yeah, I'm just waiting, just sitting here waiting. Um, he's showed speed at times, you know, so it's not hasn't been a total mm-hmm. loss. It's uh, not been a total loss, and I think it's just I, I'm sure that there is something that changes uh, in your mind when you know you know I'm a rookie 450 guy, but I am in a contract year. There are other guys that are rookies that are on a contract here. Joey's on a contract here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are like things that are probably playing into it, but at the same time, excuse me, at the same time, too, you have to overcome those things to prove it because you only have so many chances this year to make something happen, and there are not a lot of rides next year. No, no. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Michael Antonovich, Swap Moto Live, or, or myself, uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Hey, speaking of Dallas, did you notice the track this week is a lot similar to uh, Glendale? Yes, and last week's was similar to Glendale, too. So, Yeah. Do you think that they're we'll listening to all of us that are like, just build this track? This is a great track. <laughs> um, I don't know, but, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how some things go because it's definitely a little shorter than what Glendale is. They don't have yeah. the floor space at in Dallas that they did in Arizona, but right. should make for a pretty good track. Might actually be better because it's a little bit shorter and more punchy straightaways. Yeah. Keeps guys close. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, um, I, as I was telling JT, like, Webb could totally win this title. Like, he could totally – he's got three wins. Everybody else has won. He could totally win this thing. And it would be a surprise, but then again, you know, multiple lights champion – multiple 250 championships, uh, factory KTM rider training at Alden Baker. Like, all of that fits, right? Yeah. Uh, it would be a big surprise. I, I mean, I would be pretty shocked to see him win. Uh, and, I mean, that's pretty crazy, all things considered, you know, three main event wins and all that stuff. But if he really took it home for the title, uh, this is huge because I, I think after the last two years, I would say about 80% of the sport had written him off. Um, a lot of fans were not happy with him, and they were pretty aggravated by him. A lot of people didn't feel that he deserved what he was getting. But this is a huge, huge turnaround. To go from a guy that for the last two years has really been where is he going to place in the top 10 to being like oh he's going to win the race and now he's a title contender mm-hmm. to turn that around in six months is huge yeah yeah absolutely. i, I, mean, I don't yeah. i can't it's, think of anybody else that has done that it's it's impressive it really is and uh the the weird thing is is like so he just won his third race in minneapolis and it was just even on the podium and press conference he's like yeah yeah you know yeah i, I felt good i think and that's how he was as a 250 guy i mean there were days that he was a little more vocal and a little bit more uh, expressive of what he thought of other riders on the track, and he didn't shy away from it in the podium. But now I think he's been humbled a little bit over the last two years, and he knows, yeah. hey, I need to like kind of watch what I'm doing because I'm not always going to be the guy. Right. I've had a reality check the last two years. Yeah. Did you notice Did you notice him and Roxon after the finish line like kind of shake each other's hands? Yep. That was a nice Yep, I saw that. That was a nice little olive branch between those two. Yeah. I think all that shit goes away as you get older, right? I mean, it's just a natural. It has to. All of that stuff. It has to. I mean, if Kenny is happily married, as he is to Courtney, he needs to let whatever happened with Mariah, who's Cooper is with now, just let that go and focus on going forward because you can't get caught up in what happened five years ago and worry about it. No, no. Um, 250 Supercross East, surprises and disappointments for you. Uh, Give me me some guys. Uh, I'm going to have to... I think a lot of people would be like, really, and eye roll at me. 
Covington was a big surprise in a good way. What? Because he was, dude, he was so far off the pace in practice, and we all know that. But he has never raced a Supercross. He hasn't done Monster Energy Cup like amateur all-stars the way some of the other guys that he's against have, like Falk and all those guys have, Jordan Bailey. That was his first ever Supercross race, and he learned quite a bit as the day went on. To finish 11th or wherever he plays, yeah, yep. that's, that's pretty good considering, I mean, he's a factory guy and all that stuff, but as an older guy that's not had a lot of time in Supercross and all these things, he learned a lot can, as the day I, went on. Can I be honest? I, 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 I'm really surprised you're saying this. Like, he's a factory rock star Husky rider with a full off-season riding Supercross, six months of Supercross, four, four, five months anyways of Supercross, uh, he's older. Uh, I, I thought he was terrible. I thought he got so lucky to get 11th in the main event. He barely made the main in the heat. And, I mean, it, luckily, the guys were jumping through the whoops because he couldn't get through blitzing to save his life. Like, I expected more, man. I, I guess I just had no more and, expectations. And I understand. Like, I've heard multiple people say that. But to have to start a whole new discipline of everything you've ever done, in just a few months and change your entire life difference in the last five years, all in all, that's pretty fair. Um, and I think he'll progressively get better because he even told us, like, hey, I'm just going to be lucky to get this. I know. Uh, he was so telling that, again. I'm, that's I pretty feel, good. I feel lucky to make the main, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Huh? So, so I think as the season goes on, like, of course, Daytona will be good for him, outdoor track style track all those things like that but i think as the next few weeks go on he'll progressively get better and better so i think that that's a guy to watch because how much he picked up the pace and and just the timing and everything as the day progressed he'll learn a lot as everything goes on this is the first ever race he's ever done of this kind you got to think he this guy comes from two a day or two days of a race program with so many practice sessions over there to a one-day format where just, it's all pretty rushed. I just thought it'd be better, Anton. <laughs> and I, I understand that. I do. I mean, 11th is just, you got to, I'm not worried about the result as much as it is like the experience that he picked up. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so disappointments. Um, Davalos was just a bit of a disappointment. I mean, granted, he did get into that wreck with uh, Alex, but I don't think that that was like Alex set up takeout. Like, he got checked up when he went to get passed by whoever, Smith, and then Alex had nowhere to go but clean his front wheel out there. So just Marty didn't seem to, like, jump up with the same intensity that he needed to have. Right. Um, yeah, and he had clutch problems, too, I guess, later on uh, oh, okay. when he got up. So, he, sense, yeah, then. he had some bike problems, too. So, yeah, Marty's kind of going to be the, um, the, you know, the, the, the universal choice of that because – Man, Anton, he didn't show speed all day, qualifying or any. I mean, he got second in the heat, which is good, but it was a ways back, and he just never showed Marty form. Yeah, and I, I think that, I mean, have we gotten any closer to an answer of is this his last year? Uh, I've heard that from multiple people. I mean, he yeah. said last year was probably going to be his last year had he have not gotten hurt, and he was going to retire, I think. So I'd like to see Martin go out on a very high note. Um, dude has had a very good career. He's done a lot of stuff he's a great writer i mean i know that a lot of people like to hate on him on the age but last week like on friday night i did an average of the age of the all the factory supported racers in the 250 class mm -hmm. it's a pretty old class i think the average is like 23 or something uh him being 32 is much older than that but 
it'd be good to see him at least go out with a win or something like that if this is his last year. Maybe not a title at this point, right. but some race wins and just a solid, like, hey, I did this for all my time. So Cooper got uh, third. Sexton had uh, a lot of speed but got fifth after some crashes and heats and in the main. I think both those guys can win a race this year. I'm impressed with both of them. Yeah, I totally think so, too. Um, Sexton just had that weird crash where he got kind of crossed up and had to case and check up. That was pretty a good ride all in all. Uh, Justin Cooper's been great. Second ever Supercross that he did, and he got on the podium. So that's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, all things considered. Yep. Um, I think, though, that the title's going to be Jordan Smith's to lose, in my opinion. I um, mean, you got to think the guy's got 13 podium, 14 podium finishes now, a couple race wins to his credit. He's the only guy that's been there. Um, all the other guys that are in the class have never been in a title fight position. Mm-hmm. Jordan has, so I think this is his year to take it home. Well, I, I said this before, Forkner can make this thing a runaway. Yeah. He could. But I don't Forkner, know if he will. I don't think he will, but he could. But look at Forkner's practice uh, sessions on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, he still yep. has his sketchy moments. Yep. So has he shed all of those yet, or does he still have one or two races where you're just like, well, what could have been? <laughs> yeah, he got seventh when he was leading, and then he crashed his brains out. Yep. Yeah, Anything no. like that could happen. I think he Whereas does that some Jordan, more. Yeah. I think so, too. Whereas Jordan was passing dudes everywhere. It wasn't like he only used one spot to make passes. He was passing in the turns. He was passing in the rhythm lanes. Yeah. Fell down, got second, all that stuff. I, I really do think that Jordan's the most well-rounded package of everybody right now. Uh, switching back to 450s here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis with Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live. Um, I'm waiting on Tomac. I, I picked him before the season. I picked him now. I think he's going to win this title. JT went with Marv. We just staying strong with Jason Anderson. He's still, still believing in that. But uh, what do you, who do you like six rounds down? What, who's going to take this thing? Um, it, I really don't know. I have <laughs> no idea. And to say one would be a guess because I wouldn't be 100% all in on one guy just because four dudes have really proved that they are contenders for this thing. Uh, and then there's a big drop off past that. And all four of those guys are question marks. Is Eli going to be able to put it together for the mm-hmm. rest of the run? Can Marvin string together some solid results at the end of the year? Like he has in the past. Does Cooper stay this consistent all the way through and does Ken get a win and then go on some hot streak because finally he's like cracked the code. So that said, I can't, I can't just pick one. But I would probably lean more towards Roxon right now mm-hmm. just because he is riding within his limits. Um, he's not granted no wins and everything like that, but there hasn't been a, oh, man, Ken might throw it away at any time moment mm-hmm. at all this season that I've seen. So I think if he can continue that consistency while other guys have their struggles or their off days or whatever, it, Ken's going to be poised to fare the best out of all of them. Um Cole Seeley's been had a quiet year. Obviously, he had the bad crash last year. Took a long time to get him going. Um, told me he was really nervous at uh, at Anaheim one. Uh, he's been he's been quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been really quiet. I mean, he's had good speed. You know, there have been times where you watch him on the bike and you're like, yeah, that's still Cole. Like he still knows what he's doing out there. But then other little things, like he went down at Minneapolis in the main event. Mm-hmm things like that. He just hasn't had that like aha moment where you're like, Oh yeah, this is the guy that 
has earned a factory Honda ride for so many years. Yeah, uh, you, it's you, still uh, there. It's not like he's struggled. It's just been a bit off the mark. Yeah, you leave the race on Saturday and you're like, huh, never noticed Cole Seeley all day. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's considering all that he went through. And no matter, you know, you there's conflicting reports, but, I mean, I think we're all pretty much in agreement that he had said he was not going to race this year. He really, really thought about retiring. So to even be out there is a pretty good mm, accomplishment. He He denies that, I think. I think he's saying he never said that. I mean, he's told personal friends and, like, multiple people that on, like, a personal basis, like, yeah, I think I'm done or I'm not sure yet or mm. I'm weighing it out. Yep. But, however, I mean, to go from being, you know, in a wheelchair for so long last year to this, this is pretty good. Uh, I think he'll break through as the season progresses. Uh, we are going to end up losing a couple more guys to injuries. I think that that's just, that's just what happens in this sport, especially over a long season. So yep. that could really help Cole jump into like a top seven, top five finish every now and then. Give me a guy that's going to podium a 450 race this year that nobody's going to think that right now. Um, I put you on the spot. Hard. I know. I know. That's really hard because no one has shown that they could. I, Bogle looked like he was, but that I think it was greatly assisted by the mud. And a great start. Uh, Justin's a great rider, but he, I think he's still building to get back to top seven, top five speed. Uh, he's pretty still far from that, you know, to be counted as a race winner or a podium finisher. Mm. I think if Sabachi gets on the podium, that would be huge. He almost did, but I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of us pegged Joey as a podium finisher in the off season. We just thought the Monster Cup was like a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I think Joey's Joey's been the best rookie. Osborne hasn't raced, By far. but he's yeah. and Aaron's been okay. Aaron's been okay, you know nothing like don't don't not don't hit the panic button or anything. And then no, Hill, no. Hill's been you know not good. So yeah, Savachi's been the best guy. Um, maybe Dean, and I know that that maybe sounds like kind of a shock too, considering he almost won Anaheim one. But I mean, to go from like, hey, what what's his program going to be in October and November to now being on a factory bike again? Dean could do it. Uh, he just has to have everything stringed together right. Well, it should be interesting. Uh, so the next race, you're going to Atlanta, or are you going to go before? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, maybe Detroit, but definitely Atlanta. All right. Well, hey, man, uh, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate the time. Swap Moto Live. Thanks Michael for having Antonovich. me. Uh, talk soon, Anton. See you, man. All right. See you, guys. See you. All right, everybody. That's Michael Antonovich from SwapMotoLive.com. Uh, Jason Thomas on earlier. Thanks for listening. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by Pro Taper. Get and Max's tits. Yo. Wow, there we go. Are you you're back? Yo, I'm back. Thanks for coming. Appreciate yes. it. Yes. Uh, next week, uh, Detroit. Detroit. Home, home of Swiss Corps. The Swiss. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See you next Thursday. <laughs>